Welcome back. It is Living with Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis, a very special podcast in conjunction with the amazing team from Endometriosis Australia. I'm one of the ambassadors for them. My name is Ellie Angel Mobs, and this series of chats is just to get the conversation going about an illness that affects one in nine Australian women. If you haven't already, check out our first episode with Professor Jason Abbott. He gives you the 101 of endo. We've also spoken to Sophie Dillman, Julie Snook, Sarah Marie Cameron. They're all ambassadors for Endo Australia. And that's who I catch up with this week. Another one of those. Her name is Crystal Daly. She is an ambassador based in South Australia. For over 10 years, she was going through excruciating pain and multiple doctor's appointments, seeing specialists. Finally, she had the surgery. She had that light bulb moment, discovering that she has stage four endometriosis. She opens up about her amazing journey over the years. And don't forget, as you listen to this, you can check out the Endo Australia website for all of the information and to make a donation. The place to go to is endometriosisaustralia.org. Here is Crystal Daly. Hello. Pleasure to be here. Now, you are currently in South Australia. Mm-hmm. It's been a harrowing time for you guys recently. Oh, you know what? Like, we have been so lucky over here because I swear we pretty much just lived our normal lives for the last, you know, seven or so months. And then all of a sudden it was like, bang, everyone, stop. What are you doing? Yes, and it was just when I booked a trip to the Gold Coast as no. well. Well, hopefully you're yeah. able to get to the Gold Coast eventually and have a trip. And take I think they're letting your finger out, though. Because this year, especially the past 12 months for you, 2020 has mm. been difficult for a lot of people for many reasons, yeah. but you really have had it very hard. When were you first exposed to the word endometriosis? So I had a, a journey where I started sort of, it would have been like 20 12 I started seeing a gynecologist because mm-hmm. I was having just painful painful periods mm. and I saw him for years and he never even learned my name and he never mentioned the word endometriosis ever uh, I ended up having a surgery with him where he was trying to remove a cyst it didn't quite work out the way he had hoped and he didn't discover anything or I would say he didn't really look for anything then after that uh, things kind of got worse and worse and I ended up every time I would have my period I would be vomiting on the floor I'd be I would literally just be in the bath for 48 hours at a time I I would sleep in there I would only get out to go to the toilet at which point I'd be sitting there with a a bucket on my lap and it was just it was so bad it got to the point where my mum actually was like right I'm taking you to emergency and had a gynecologist come and see me at the hospital. I think the best part about this situation was that in that moment, I was taken seriously by the doctors and that had never really happened before. And it was this huge relief. Mm. And then they operated on me pretty much straight away and found that I had stage four endo. Wow. So that must've been really frustrating at the time because you'd felt so ill you know, yeah. you're, you're 30 years old and that's yeah. the prime of your life. You're fit and healthy. And then every single time yeah. it's that time of the month, you are, you're in a bathtub, you're in a hot yeah. water, just <laughs> making love to a heat pack, just trying to do whatever you can yeah. to not be in pain. And then to go yeah. to a gynecologist who should be a professional in the field, who yeah. should know what endometriosis yeah. is to then not mm. even look or have any awareness of it. And that was only eight years ago. Now times are changing because there's a lot more awareness and conversations and research around the illness. But 
at the time, if I were you, I would have been tearing my hair out going, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> It was awful. And I tried everything. You know, I went to, I went to acupuncturists. I went to homeopaths. I, I remember going to a doctor and, and having her tell me, you just need to toughen up. There's nothing wrong with you and coming out crying. And there was a lot of crying. I would just cry all the time. When I speak to other endo sisters, mm. your story is so similar to theirs where they've yeah. gone to, to various GPs or to professionals and you either get dismissed or yeah. you, you get told hearten up. Um, or it's mm-hmm. all in your head and you think, well, maybe it is, maybe I'm crazy. And yeah. you walk away going, oh, what yeah. am I supposed to do? They make you feel sometimes like you're a hypochondriac, but you know yourself. And, and I know personally, I have a really high pain threshold. So I was like, I'm not a hypochondriac. But when I got that diagnosis, I just remember in that hospital, that moment of it was so bittersweet. I was so relieved because someone was telling me that there was a reason why I was in so much pain all the time. But then on the flip side, he was telling me, oh, yeah, but there's no cure. <laughs> yes, it's like a light bulb moment that's beautiful, but yeah. at the same time, oh, okay, so we'll yeah. be managing this all the time then. And may I ask, mm. it is a personal question, but whereabouts <laughs> was the endo found for you? Yeah, so for me, pretty much everywhere. So all through my ovaries, um, my ovaries were stuck together. My At the moment as it stands, even after I've had, I think, three surgeries since then, my bowel and my uterus are completely fused together and it's also in my vagina as well. Oh, God, you've got it everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> good times. And that's the thing too, when I spoke about where my endo was, especially for mm-hmm. blokes, they go, what are you – what do you mean? How has something to do with your period gotten yeah. near your bowel? How does that even yeah. work? And I look at him going, well, imagine it like spider webs all of a sudden coming out and just, yeah. you know, weaving their way through your body. That's one way to describe it. But because once yeah. again, there's no one knows what it is. It is this eye opening moment of, oh, that's mm-hmm. really Wow. Yeah. It's so much better now than it was even just two years ago. I feel like in the last two years, and this is a lot to do with endometriosis Australia and, you know, fellow ambassadors, but people are really talking about that now. But even still, I had a conversation with someone the other day and um, and I told them I had endo and they're like, what's that? I was like, wow. Okay. Yep. <laughs> we'll do this again. Yeah. We'll, we'll give you the 101 on the, uh, yep, this wheel yep. and, you know, one in nine women now is the stat. Yeah. It, it's, and no doubt I feel like that stat will go up when more awareness yeah. and, and the ability to diagnose much easier will, will make it, the numbers go up. Now, mm. how have you been in the past 12 months? Because it's been a, a roller coaster of emotions for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 2020, what a ride. Uh, <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> Apart from COVID, you've had right? really crap time with endometriosis and you do yeah. do breakfast radio or you have been doing breakfast yeah. radio um, at Parafem in South Australia. Yep. So you've been doing this gig for the past five years. Now, I also work yep. in radio and we as radio announcers, we need to come into work every single day sounding like we are happy as Larry. <laughs> Everything's yeah. all right in the world. Yeah, you got to wear your perky pants. So yeah. I would say the last five years I have been doing that breakfast show. And for me as well, uh, my transit to work was over an hour each way. So, you know, kind of getting myself up at 3.30 and getting myself into work and getting home at four in the afternoon and basically going straight to bed and then waking up, having something to eat and going back to bed again. Because I don't know about you, Ellie, but my endo also means I have a really crappy immune system and I don't think I'm alone in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
So I was constantly, I would go to work every day with swollen glands, sore throat, just feeling like I'm just scraping myself through. And the only reason I was able to do it for so long was because I absolutely had the greatest team around me. Mm. I'm so lucky, the legends at Power FM and amazing listeners as well. But it's sort of, I've shared my, my journey uh, over over the show, um, and the first time I did it, it was terrifying opening up about it and talking about it. I just remember shaking because I was like, "Oh God, I don't know." I'm telling the whole world about this thing. Yeah, That's and it's it's personal. such a personal thing. Yeah, you go yeah. back to, I think it was year ten at school, and we had to go through mm. the the period conversation and sex yeah. ed and all that, and it was almost embarrassing to be sitting around there with your friends, but now. Yes. I don't care. I We openly no. and honestly talk about it here in the office. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once I knew I had done the right thing, as soon as we'd finished that segment and we had a phone call from a single dad and he said, thank you so much for talking about that. I think that my daughter might have this. And it was like, okay, this is why mm. I did this. Because the more we talk about it, the better. Now you can't shut me up about my vagina. It's just all I can talk about. <laughs> important and I'm not ashamed of it anymore like I'm just like you know what if this was a male problem this would have been taken care of years ago isn't that <laughs> so true the blokes yeah, have this so... all wrapped up and be cured and exactly. we're square. so yeah this year has been a bit of a change for me I've kind of with the COVID situation I ended up because they wanted to split myself and my co-host up because he um has young kids and uh he gets sick a lot and I, I have such a crappy immune system they're like right let's move you to drive just for while well, COVID's happening and then we'll assess it later and then I kind of realized my body was so much healthier not doing breakfast and my endo started flaring up a couple of months ago where I was just having nausea from morning till night like every second of the day so I went back to the specialist and he was like it's time to separate your bowel and your uterus so that is going to be my next surgery until then I've cut back my hours I'm going casual and then hopefully I'll be able to slot back into full-time next year now, you did mention that your workplace are incredibly supportive and the team around yeah. you held you together, basically. <laughs> there are some workplaces, though, which won't have that understanding. They yep. won't have that compassion. And I know women that have lost their jobs because of yep. endometriosis. What Absolutely. piece of advice would you have to someone who may know that they've got endo, but they don't mm -hmm. want to have that conversation with their employer? It is such a difficult thing. Even... For me, with this situation, I essentially, you know, I had to give up a, a breakfast show that I absolutely love. It's and a dream that job. Was, <laughs> yeah. And it was so difficult to do. But what I've really learned is when it comes down to it, nothing is more important than your health. And, you know, you will find if your workplace aren't supportive, then you will find a workplace that is, I truly believe that more and more people uh, have more knowledge about this now and they're going to be more willing to be supportive and realize that you're an incredible talent and you have so much to offer. You know, it doesn't matter if you get sick every now and then. I absolutely just think put your health first because it, it's so important. Absolutely. And I know that WorkSafe Australia have got some awesome um, documents on their website, which yeah. you can give to your employers, like give them to the HR department, wherever you can, mm -hmm. just to get an understanding. Because for a lot of employers, it will be, oh, we didn't even know what it was. Yeah. That happened to yeah. me here at, at Today FM. I had to sit them down and kind of explain, 
this is what's going down in my body and yeah. this is where I may be sick or I might be really sad or um, because I went through a really hard time of depression as well when I was mm. going through oh, that, the diagnosis stage because yeah. you just think, oh, I'm crazy. What's going on? Yeah. Um, to have a supportive workplace and to also have a really good group of friends around you too, I think is essential, yeah? Absolutely, especially because you're probably going to bail on a bunch of stuff. So I'm really lucky that I, you know, I did have one situation with a girlfriend where she got pretty cranky with me and we had one argument and then I was like, I just explained, I just explained everything about how I never know how I'm going to feel from one day to the next, like let alone one hour to the next. It's, um, It's a constant fluctuation and ever since then, since I've just been open and honest about it, she's so chill now and I just think you've just got to be open open and honest about it. How would you describe the pain that you're in? For me, the pain is a little more manageable because it's not it's not got me vomiting on the floor, but I've had just the really bad nausea lately, which I've lost a few kilos in just the last week, um, which, you know, that, it's not the way I wanted to do it. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing about endo that I think people maybe don't understand is that you can have so many different manifestations of endo. Yes. So it, it can come out in so many different ways. You know, it can be nausea, it can be pain, it can be like shooting pain in your legs, it, it can be brain fog. There's just so many ways it can present. Every person is different, which is why go and check out Mm. the Endometriosis Australia website. They've got a really great list of the symptoms and you can tick through, all right, well, I match all that and then book in to go and see your GP and start that conversation and and hopefully Mm. get in to see a specialist that does know what endometriosis is. It's definitely a bonus. Day-to-day management for you with your pain, what's your go-to? Yeah, so um, I have like a bit of a a routine. So in the mornings I have a juice that has magnesium in it because magnesium is great for cramping uh, and it also has some spirulina for iron in there too. I take... a lot of like vitamin C and zinc to up my immune system. My I have a wheat bag in every possible space in my life. <laughs> Good. Um, I just don't go anywhere without one. I also have a tens machine, and of course, you know, every now and then there's a, a bit of a, a painkiller popped to try and deal with it. Yeah, as absolutely. Well. But you try and put, just put in the best into your body, and yes. watching what you're eating. Exercise, yep. have you found maybe yep. yoga is something you'd like doing or is there yes. an exercise you go to? Oh, my God, I'm a yoga fiend. Yeah, <laughs> I um, definitely recommend yoga and just walking, even though when you feel like you can't even get yourself up off the floor, if you can just get the willpower to do that, I find that it is beneficial and it also just helps your, your mind state because, as you mentioned before, it's – it's such a mental thing as well, endo. It really, like, there was a research done recently that said that women that have endo, I think it was like twice as likely to have uh, anxiety, depression, those kind of symptoms as well, mm. because it's not just a stress on your body, it's a stress financially because medicines are so expensive, specialist appointments are yep. so expensive. It's that whole range of things. So I find yoga and walking are not only good for managing cramps and things like that, they're also so good for my mind. And we're not talking walk a marathon, even if it's just a little walk around the block. That's all I do. Yep, absolutely. That's all you need. Get out, get some fresh air, especially in summer. Definitely. You're having surgery. How long do you go until the surgery? Yeah, so uh, my specialist and I are going to set a date this week. It sounds like we're getting married. It certainly does. We do. (laughs) Uh, Super surgery date. (laughs) 
Uh, so it's going to be either January or February at this stage. I um, I have a weird thing where I like to <laughs> I like to do my surgeries in summer so that I can uh, get out and about afterwards and go for walks and recover in the sunshine. Well, it's great. And to lying in yeah. the sun with um the yeah. your belly is yes. it's it's heaven. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Having done a surgery in summer, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's quite good. And if there is someone up because you have done multiple surgeries. Yeah. Do you have like some tips and advice what you should take with you? What should yeah. you do in preparation other than the the awful bowel prep? Ugh. Definitely. Um, I actually have a I have a blog, uh, thedailydiaries.com, where I've done an article about this exact thing. And uh, some of the things that I found really helpful last time around when I had my surgery, I actually took with me um, some organic like peppermint tea bags. And seriously, the second I was able to have a cup of tea, I smashed one of them and it helped my nausea so much. I also had like peppermint essential oil with me just so I could sniff it. And um, normally I'm a big vomiter after surgery, but I managed to not puke, which is a big win. Okay, so add the peppermint so, oil and peppermint tea to the list because yeah, normally in hospital definitely. they don't have the fancy selection. It's normally yeah. just a black tea. <laughs> right? Yeah, and that doesn't happen. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then the weeks afterward, it's it's all about listening to your body and everyone is different. Yeah. You may recover yeah. and bounce back really quickly. Others, yeah. I know I spoke to one of my girlfriends, it took her six weeks. So just listen to yeah. your body and take the signs yeah. that your brain's giving to you. Yeah, and be forgiving of yourself because, like, just because someone says on a piece of paper that you are going to be able to be back and bouncing and raring to go to work, you know, in two weeks' time doesn't mean you're going to be. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that your body is recovering at the pace it needs to recover. So I think just cut yourself some slack. So if you're about to go into surgery, go and check out dallydiaries.com. Your blog sounds amazing. I love because, yeah, when I first went into the surgery, I didn't know what to expect. No, no. It's a bit scary the first time. That's yeah, for sure. yeah. I thought I'd be work, back at work talking on the radio the next day. Nope. Yeah. Let's take three weeks off. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, when you spoke about your endo experience on your Parafem Brecky show, you did mention yep. the reason why you wanted to be so open and honest about it was to let especially young girls know. I think that that was a, a really important message that you, you broadcast to the, your audience. And this is the reason behind this podcast as well. I had the thought, if I'm a, a mum or a dad and I've got a daughter or there's someone who I think may be going through endometriosis, if I'm able just to say, hey, check out this podcast, have a listen to yeah. it, I think you might be able to relate. It's yep. just something to support people. Yes, yeah. yes. And I think... It just helps to know that there are other people like you who are having similar, you know, struggles and and to know that there's someone you can ask questions. And I think that's why support groups are really important and just getting as much knowledge behind you as you can. I think if you're proactive, I think it makes all the difference. Even just, you know, when I was really struggling last time and, and I... I just made the phone call and I made the appointment. And as soon as I had done that, I instantly felt a little bit better because I knew I was doing something to make it different. Mm. Stop putting it off. Rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. If you're dreading to do it, yeah. book an appointment and start that conversation yeah. and get the ball rolling because you don't need to be living in pain every single day no. or when it's that time of the month. That's not normal. Yeah. No, it's not. Definitely do something about it and get a second opinion if you're not being taken seriously. Yes. Yes. 
especially after your experience. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Crystal Daly, one of the amazing Endometriosis Australia ambassadors. Thank you so much for being so open and honest about your endo journey. Good luck for when you do set the date. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it'll be a big event. Look no, it's, uh, it's going to be good. Selfies on your Instagram account. Oh, yeah. You know, you're a surgeon just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, you'll see my beautiful uh, surgery gown. It'll be amazing. <laughs> May I just say, you're also a makeup artist and you always look absolutely beautiful. So oh, well done to oh. you. Thank you. And, uh, and thank you for what you're doing because this is a fantastic podcast and I think everyone's going to get a lot out of it. Another one of Endometriosis, Australia's amazing ambassadors alongside me. One thing I have noticed that all of the women I've spoken to were also bright and bubbly and we've got a really positive outlook to the future. We're all successful in our careers and if you're listening thinking, ah, this disease is controlling my life, know that you can reach out, that you can get some help and hopefully you too can shine bright because you shouldn't be debilitated by endometriosis. For anything you need to know about this illness, endometriosisaustralia.org. Don't forget you can also make your donations there as well and keep an eye out for the next episode of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Living With Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis.